Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazan. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. Well, we're going to keep this sales funnel series going, and I'm super excited to dive in today to talk about how to get the agreement for someone to work with you or to do a sale with you. Uh, But before we get into our eight steps to getting the sale, getting the commitment, I just want to hear from my amazing co-hosts just a little bit about our, our first appointment. So we talked already through, right, about how to make sure the appointment happens. And now we're there at our first appointment. We're, we're meeting them to talk about what we do. And it just made me think, man, it's been years since my first appointment. What was y'all's first appointment like? Well, before we talk about that, can we talk about how cute Seychelles' hair looks today? I don't know what <gasps> we did with it, but got it's it super done. short. Yeah, it's darling. Fresh cut. Really I'm cute. wearing my cutie jewels. Look, our little yeah. earrings. No, I like lightning it. earrings. Looks really yeah, good. I just got it done. Thank you. You're um, welcome. So cute. It was mu- it was much needed. My girl's awesome. Um, yeah, if you need a hair girl in Dallas, her, let me know. Uh, best uh, co co host hair. Best ho- yeah. Hair. Oh, like, I'll take that. Hair I don't know. Always. I don't know. Y'all both have great oh, hair. Oh, she's winning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Y'all her hair is amazing. Yeah. Her yeah. Amazing. yeah. Well, it looks especially <laughs> cute today. Anyway. Yeah. First appointment. Um, yeah. My first appointment. I, you know, all of my first appointments were with people I knew. So um, they weren't like so scary. You lucky uh, duck. I didn't know yeah. any of my first appointments. Yeah. I was 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was buying yeah. a house at yeah. my age. I, yeah. I mean, I think unlike you guys, you guys kind of started in a business that was already robust, you know? And uh, so I don't know. My, my first appointment, my first appointment was um, uh, a sign, like a sign call. And then my second appointment was someone that was driving by my first appointment. We went out and I was showing them houses and then they drove by and they were taking the number down off the sign and I ran up to their car and like banged on their window. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And you know what the worst part was? They were on the way to go see another house with an agent that they hadn't signed any paperwork with. So I converted them instead to meet with me at a coffee shop to walk through the process with them. Wow. Ended up signing them. Yes. And And then went to go show them. So, and then that other agent ended up showing up in the middle of our showing and I had to have a super awkward conversation about how we had a signed buyer rep. But anyways, that was wow. how ours went. Mm-hmm. So, Go for so it, is girl. That like, is that your story with, with your team? Like how to not get yes. clients stolen? Like yes. From... Like, from people like me. Like me. From people, me. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, because <laughs> I, I did that. If a, cute, if a cute little realtor runs up to you, yeah, run. <laughs> don't, don't, don't roll the windows down. Or maybe you should, because you're going to get a great deal on your next house. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, I know they were the cutest couple. Um, and she actually became a very successful insurance agent, and is like one of the top insurance brokers in town now. And she's great. Oh, yeah. cool. yeah. wow, mm-hmm. That's wow, cool. wow, wow, amazing. What amazing. was yours like, Sarah? Um, well, I, my first day were, you know, I got my real estate license, came to the office, 8, 8, 8 a.m., dressed, oh, yeah. dressed up, ready, to, ready go. to go. And mm-hmm. my mom, I was like, mom, where are you? And he's like, at home. That's <laughs> like, oh, okay. I said, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what am I yeah. doing? And she's like, well, I'll bring you some people to call. And I was like, okay. So okay, cool. she brings me a stack of leads that were like a year old to Ooh. call. Yeah. And so my first appointment was from those calls, actually. Awesome. Um, and it Your was first day? Yeah, my first day. Of course Amazing. it was. 
Um, and it was, it was a buyer that was interested in foreclosures. So she had done this like lead source that was giving offers of foreclosure lists or something like that. And, um, she's always had a great brain for marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And so that was my first, um, buyer appointment. And I remember them saying like, wow, you must've been doing this a long time. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have no idea. You have no idea. Do you say that? Like, (laughs) they've been like, how long have you been doing this? It's like, I I would always say, it feels like since birth. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what else to say. Like, I look 12. What do you want me to say? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. It feels like forever. I feel like I've been doing this forever or a day. You guys kind of have. Your yep, whole lives, really. Yep. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like you, yeah, I guess it's almost 20 years, but like Barb didn't start um, our business until I was in college. So mm. like I wasn't raised in a real estate family. It, it okay. Was, Barb was only two years in when I joined. So the business was still that. very much in startup mode. Yeah. Oh, okay. I always forget that. Well, all of this makes me think of a, the, a Brian Tracy quote that I like. And he said, approach each customer with the idea of helping him or her to solve a problem or achieve a goal, not of selling a service or product. I love that. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today as we talk about eight steps to how you can get the sale once you're in front of them. And it's all about how we approach it and our mindset in approaching it. And I heard that through Wendy's story of helping a, f- a friend or someone that she knows, right? Buying mm-hmm. an investment property uh, was your first appointment um, you had shared with us earlier. And then um, listening to what they needed, right? Mm-hmm. And then say same thing. Make, yeah. uh, not being timid, running up and saying, how can I help you? How can I serve you? Yeah. Well, and right? it, well it was the other agent wasn't walking them. They were first-time homebuyers. The other agent wasn't walking them through the home buying process, she was just opening doors and showing them houses. And so I said, can I like walk you actually, or do you know what the process is like? They're like, no. I'm like, can I walk you through that? That was what closed the deal for them. <laughs> Did they say it, it like that? No. <laughs> kind of. I mean, they were like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> Isn't that how you feel the first time you do something? You're like, do you know what you're doing? No. no. Like, this is kind of how you feel. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, yeah. Well, and the great part is, is, you know, uh, the whole thing about the sales funnel is, is each time you get to the next stage, it's like you have to figure out what to do all over again. Yes. And yes. so today we're going to be talking about really what to do um, <clears throat> once you've got the appointment to the sales commitment. So that's really the focus today. And so you've got that appointment, you set that appointment. Now, what do you do to have success? So the first thing you want to do is you want to prepare yourself, okay? You want to pump yourself up. You want to make sure you feel comfortable. I know that I always had the right things in my bag or in my purse, um, even just wearing the right clothes where I could put like a a pen and, um, you know, just like really thinking and preparing myself beforehand. And then you want to make sure your mindset is in the right place. So sometimes that's music. You know, a lot of times I'll play Britney Spears, work bitch. Sorry for the swear word, everyone. But just kind of like- I love that. Um, And then, you know- And then you might have to do some physical exercise, right? You might want to move your body before, or you might want to listen to some training. So I remember when I would go to my appointments, sometimes I would listen to scripts on the way there, Mm -hmm. you know, objection handling. 
so that I knew exactly what to do when I when I arrived because you know as you guys know in sales your mindset is literally everything so you yeah. got to have the right mindset going in I love that yeah so getting your energy plan together is so key right and um, making sure our mindset is there I, I love um, I also listen to training I don't, what did you listen to say when you would go on appointments like what did you do to pump up your mindset. Um, I definitely had like some songs that I would play, um, on the way. And then like, I had like a playlist and then I would have like, I had written out like questions to ask and I would have like little like note cards that I would flip through that were like my practice deck, if you will. Um, and I would kind of just like thumb through those and like, I would always bring paper versions of the numbers too if it was a, like a seller appointment because I would study those like up until the minute I walked in. I probably would go through those numbers seven or ten times um, to like be really, really ready. I wanted it really fresh. So I would always go over those numbers a ton. And then I would do affirmations. Yes. So yeah. just just some affirmations like over and over again on the way to appointment, mm-hmm. whatever that would look like. Mm-hmm. So that was powerful. What were some of your affirmations? I mean, I took bold a lot. So yeah. for those of you that don't know, Keller Williams yeah. has a class called bold. And so, you know, the the thing that they say in there is there is no chance, no destiny, no fate mm-hmm. that can circumvent or hinder the, the something of the, the, the firm resolve. The firm, the firm resolve of a, of determined, a determined soul. Of a determined soul. Yeah. yeah, of a determined soul. So I, th- I think that was mm-hmm. my affirmation. Yeah. Mine was always That's um, a great one. People love yeah. working with me, and then um, money flows to me effortlessly. That was always mm. one. Um, I am an opportunity magnet. That was another one. Um, they will sign with me today. That was another one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love, love that. Yep. Yep. I used to tell them, "I am the best person to serve them today." Love that. I am the best person to serve them, and and I to me, if if I believe that, yeah, if everything I am, then it was like. That's what I was going to do. Good. I was going to go in there and make sure I'm the best person to serve. Yeah. So speaking of serving, um, the second step. So after you p- prepare yourself, all of those steps in preparing yourself and making sure your mindset is there, when you get there and you're with them in person, um, we want to match who they are. So it's really important. You know, a lot of times um, our world sort of thinks like I am who I am type of mentality, like, and the world needs to like, just get, get over. This is how I am. Well, when you're in sales and serving others, it's, you can't be that way. It's actually about who they are and matching who they are. And we've done a couple episodes on that. We can put that in the show notes, but making sure that you match them. Um, our team uses a tool called disc, the mm-hmm. disc, um, just because it's a, uh, easy tool to match clients with. Like, so Absolutely. what, what's your disc? How do you adjust yourself to match the client? Um, and so the way you ask questions, and we're going to talk about that here in a, here in a minute, right? You want to adjust based on who they are. And so, um, looking around how they present themselves, how they talk can give you signs, what they do for a living can give you signs that what their disc type might be, but it's really important to go in. Your job is to find out who they are what's what's important to them, which we're going to go into, but really to match them. And so when you're talking with them, you're matching and not um, presenting to them things to be fearful of. I love that. that. Well, and then the next one is something that um, I think a lot of um, people in sales in the last couple of years um, haven't had to do, which is listen. Mm. I don't... (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I almost was like, what? What? You, almost, you got me. Like, you literally got me. I was like, how are you? Oh, damn it. Uh, dang it. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> you totally got me. Um, if you're watching the video right now, it's so deadpanned, it completely, you completely got me. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, listen. So, if you think about it, inventory for products for cars were not available in the last couple of years. So the cars sold themselves. Inventory for houses Mm. were not available. So the houses sold themselves. There were deadlines for multiple offers, right? And so it wasn't like the the salesperson had to be like, what are your dreams and your goals and your uh, lifestyle and your needs? It literally was like, do you want this house? Because if so, you need to decide by tomorrow at noon. Right? Yeah. There's no listening involved in that. It's telling and selling. And the same with, I think, a lot of materials. Um, And so we were in this like crazy consumer like situation. And what the amazing part is, is we have not been in a transitioning market like a lot of industries are in right now in real estate in over 10 years. And so if you got into the business 10 years or less ago, you actually haven't really had to determine motivation. You haven't really had to listen to your client like you do now. So if you think you know what you're doing and you got in the business less than 10 years ago, I'm going to challenge you and you can you can send me a note and, and disagree with me, but I'm going to challenge you and say, I don't think you've ever had to truly discover motivation like you have to with your clients right now by listening. And so if you ask the right questions and you listen, you zip your lips and you listen, the prospect will actually tell you what they need. And then you just have to match the need. And I'm not talking listen for a sentence or two. We're talking listen for like 20 minutes worth of questions. Dig deep. Ask open-ended questions. Like why? Why is that important to you? What are you looking for in you know your next house? How do you think you can accomplish that? Or how would you like for that to happen? And go what we call three levels deep on each answer. So if if I was asking, like, Sarah, you and I can role play this for a second, and I would say, um, Sarah, just out of curiosity, why did you pick up the phone today and give us a call about buying a house? Well, we weren't thinking about moving, but we saw this home, and I just fell in love with it online. I mean, I haven't seen it in person, um, but I just fell in love with it, so that's why I called. Okay. So the average agent would immediately say, great, let's schedule an appointment right there right? That's what the average sales agent would do. What a great salesperson will do is say, wow, Sarah, this house does look really special to me. Tell me more about why this house feels like the perfect home for you. Okay. The backyard is amazing. Yep. And they Mm, would go into it. And and you then find out more information. Right. And I'm going to go three deep on that to really find out information because this might be the perfect home for their 25th wedding anniversary, right? That we don't know about. And that wedding anniversary is in April and they need to buy by then, whatever it is, right? Like you need to understand what that real vision and motivation is um, and get to the heart of that to truly connect with a, a prospect, to turn them into a client, not just fill a simple, basic high level need. So good. I love the tell me more about that question as mm-hmm. the second level, right? They answer the first question, right? And that's the answer. So that's one level deep. And then you ask, tell me more about that two levels deep, right? And then something like, you know, how how can you envision your family there? Or how if you had a magic wand, what would be the ideal time you get there? So like, then go a little bit deeper on whatever they said before moving on, which mm-hmm. is hard to do. Like, let's be real. Like, 
I think a lot of us want to move yeah. fast. People are like, and, uh, um, yeah, I told you I want to move to Colorado, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but tell me, really? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some people are going to be more simple with it, but yeah. Yes. Digging. And I will say, yeah. like, you know, I think about we bought a car in 2021, and the guy that captured our business was the one that was willing to match our speed. And he was willing to, like, I was a buyer that didn't want to have to go into the office for a sales pitch. We were sheltering in place because of my dad's health. And every single other sales place said, no, you have to come and see the car in person to buy it. And I was like, I already know what I want. I don't need to come see it. You don't, you don't need to sell me in person. I'm a salesperson. I want to buy it over the phone with you. I will pay the deposit and give you my credit card like right now today. And they're like, well, our sales That's why Carvana is, was invented. Right? And they're like, no, our sales process is you come in. And I was like, then I'm hanging up. I'm not going to buy from you. Because they weren't listening to, <laughs> if they had listening. said, right. And if they had just said, why can't you come in? And I could have said, because I'm sheltered in place because my dad has Parkinson's and I can't give him COVID. Right? Like Jerry asked that one question. had. You had so oh, many boundaries. The then. worst. It was the best. No, and worst. I loved it. It was great no, and awful. Were, it was um, good. Well, I mean, it wasn't the circumstances yeah. weren't. Good, I mean, yeah, it was but. terrible. But yeah, I mean, like the whole rest of the world is out having fun, and I'm like, I just want to go play. But anyways, yeah. um, but if if Jerry at Kia of Jackson, right in the middle of Michigan, we were willing to drive. We drove four hours to go buy this dang car <laughs> because Jerry shout was out to willing. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's shout like, out to yeah. Jerry of Jackson. <laughs> Um, I know. Our, our corporate sponsor. Ha ha. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I literally am getting paid nothing for this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he was the only one that was like, why don't you want to come in? I was like, because of this reason. And he was like, well, that makes sense. I can take, let me go ask if I can take your deposit over the phone. I was like, that would be great. And he literally Wonderful. made a car sale in five minutes with me. He listened. Because he listened. And I had I literally I called 20 dealerships before that, and they all had the same policy. So it's like, you know, as regardless of what industry you're in, I don't care what you sell, there is opportunity and gold in just digging a little bit deeper. Absolutely. Well, and that leads us right into number four, which is have a what's in it for them to work with you kind of presentation or guide or bullet points to walk them through what you're going to offer them. Mm -hmm. um, this is just really critical on any appointment uh, because I think a lot of times we think that um, we need to go in and sell ourselves. We mm -hmm. need to just go in and say, we're amazing, we're incredible, I have this many accolades, and um, really, they need to understand what's in it for them. So mm -hmm. if you're in real estate, you know, what are the unique value propositions that separate you from every everybody else, right? What are Love the that. things that make you different? We just revamped our, um, you know, our seller strategy call and our buyer strategy call. And um, it's just really powerful, a powerful reminder of all the things we offer everyone. Yeah, and, um, you know, if you have a if you have a conversation framework, aka a presentation, which is what we use, um, then you're not going to forget some of that stuff. And you know, it's not always appropriate to use a presentation. You need to, you know, decide that in the moment, and it can really help you showcase what's uh, important to them. Love that. I think I think um, that's spot on, Wendy. And I think Seychelles. Um, sort of what she talked about, how she won that buyer's business because the other agent didn't talk through the process, didn't guide them, right. didn't, didn't treat it like a professional. Like, I think that's like, I don't know how many listing appointment listings or buyers our team has gotten now at this point where, where 
the client says, you're the only one that treated this like a professional. Like you had mm, a presentation, mm-hmm. you had a guide, you, you let us know what the steps are and, um, how it works. And, and you yes. didn't assume we knew already. Um, and just that alone makes you stand apart in that yeah. appointment mm-hmm. because a lot of the competition doesn't have that. And so they come in, they just want to talk with them and, you know, like, and hey, they from the head. like a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You like yeah. fishing? Yeah. I like fishing. Yeah. yeah. I think their whole goal is to develop rapport, mm-hmm. Yes, which is different than what we're talking about. I mean, there's nothing wrong with developing rapport, but you can actually have a really powerful appointment where you uncover motivation, share what's in it for them, and you don't even develop rapport. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. you can, and you can, yep. you can win it. I mean, you... I would argue that you need all three, but I would say the other two are probably more important yeah. overall. Yeah. I mean, if you have that listening time, and for me, I used to have to time myself. Like I would look at my clock, see what time it was, yep. and make sure I had twenty minute, at least 20 minutes where I was sitting down without a presentation. Because it did mm. that listening and asking mm-hmm. those open-ended questions as Seychelle went over, you know, does build such deep rapport and, and get mm-hmm. to their motivation, which is really what you're doing by the questions you're asking. Mm-hmm. And then when you take that and you add in that presentation as Wendy said, like it's it's gold. Yeah. It's gold. Well, and then you also know where in the presentation to go. Cause not like, I don't want to sit through a presentation where someone is like, "Eh, eh, 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 page one, flip, right? Page two, (laughs) flip. Like I'm going to be like, get me out of here. Right. Like, but I want someone that's like, okay, I heard that you said this. Let's go straight to that point, right? I heard that you said this. This is where this meets your need. And you can adapt your professional presentation to make sure that it's hitting the points that they really need. Not everybody, if they're not a high detail, high C process oriented person, is going to want to go through 100% of the presentation. That is gold, Seychelle. That is gold. And I think, you know, sometimes when we start out in sales, we master the presentation. Yes, but we don't necessarily master the art of being subtle with the presentation or understanding when to pivot. Yes. And that's what makes a really talented salesperson. And mm-hmm. often that just comes through repetition and practice and going on appointments. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Wendy. Yeah. If yep. you're not if you're not versed enough and practiced enough, you can't pivot because you don't know your material well enough. That's so well said. Yeah. Totally so agree. So good. Um, I think j- just a tie a bow on this la- that last point, and then we're going to move on to, to step five. Um, I think many of our listeners, right, you guys run organizations and you have a sales team. You might have started as the main sales agent, just as we did, all three of us did. Um, but you might have a sales team. I think it's critical that presentation or conversation guide for your people to give clarity to them on this is the things that we need to talk about. Um, and so having that built, um, if it's all in your head, I would encourage you to get it down on paper um, to where you're guiding, giving your people that clarity. So number five, um, and I learned this actually through through shopping um, for something, and I'm going to tell that story here in a second. Uh, but number five, it, five is we play show and tell. Okay, <laughs> so not just tell. Okay? Love it. We want to show. <laughs> Okay, show as much as we can. And I got this from, we were interviewing contractors. So our old house, we wanted to put a um, screened in porch on the back. And we had set up, my my dad always taught me, you interview three people, any type of time you're spending money, you want to get three different estimates. Love right? that. So I had my three people lined up and it was my third one. And I, I was tired at that point. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, let's just make a decision, you know? So yeah. this guy comes in and... Um, he sits down, he does all these steps that we're talking about. 
And he has this huge bag. And I'm thinking, what is in that bag? <laughs> um, and he gets out all the different materials that he could build the screen and porch for. And he's like, feel this, touch this. He's like handing it to me. And, mm. and then he stood up and showed me these windows you could put on it. And, you know, he, he, he showed and told, right? And it was so powerful. We ended up hiring him. And when I think back about why we hired him, there was two reasons. That he showed and tell. And then the other thing is he handed me a stack of paper and said, here are all the clients I've ever built screen and porches for and their phone numbers. Wow. And you can call any of them and ask them questions. And I was like, blown away. Um, and that's also showing and telling, right? Not just telling mm -hmm. me I have a lot of clients that yeah. can give, me, give you a review. Here are the clients. Here are their names. Here are their phone numbers. So we want to show and tell um, to really tie in what the benefits are of them working with you. I love Amazing. that. you from, from that example, Sarah, um, you actually inspired us to go create a success list when we go on appointments. And that has helped us close several appointments, especially with newer agents, to be able to show the success of our organization. So I love yes. that. Yes. What, yeah. that, so what does that look like? Yeah. So uh, um, I, we've got to amplify actually who inspired me to do it, which is, is Sue it Adler. Is Sue? Sue's Yes. That's, yes. Sue that's Adler. Yes. Yeah. Sue Adler. Um, she has a success list of all the homes she ever sold in all of the towns she mm -hmm. serves. And she takes it and with her on appointments. She takes, yeah. Takes it with her. Yeah. And wow. at this point, it's pages and pages yeah. and pages of yeah. homes. We had like and a zip code. It was like we had 150 homes. And it's in not that zip 42 code. point font either. It's no. regular font. Yeah, it's regular yeah. font. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can, I, I can. <laughs> that um, would actually be really funny to have like a really giant book and then they open it up and it's like 42 point It's like font. one name per page. Flip. <laughs> <laughs> with a picture. Success <laughs> It's like a lookbook, but a client yeah, book. Yeah, it's like a lookbook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, can I tell you yeah. something funny? This is off topic, but kind of on topic. Like I, we, we have like a sheet you fill out to be able to give to the admin team once you sign a client so that they know all like the important things, right? It's like a little client intake form. And during the appointment, um, when Kristen on our team was my listings manager, she's now our ops director, but when we were working together, I would... Um, I would write down keywords on the intake form for her that were like descriptive words. It would be like plaid shirt untucked, um, <laughs> four strands of hair on the head, um, spectacles, not glasses, right? And I would like write like little words that would either describe the house or the person. And then when I would give her the intake form, she would have to draw a picture of what she thought the client looked like. Wow. And we would... <laughs> So we might actually have a lookbook if we went back to some of our early appointments. Um, and well, like sometimes gonna... it was like spot on. And sometimes I was like, no, 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 no. Much, much less hair. I, I thought smaller. you were going to say that was kind of like your disc assessment and that you were putting down things. We that, do. Uh, we actually do do that. We do do that. Your admin team understand like what kind of person they were. Well, yeah. a little bit of that too. It was more of a fun game because yeah. we like to keep it interesting. But uh, yeah, we do. Like we write down like if some if we know somebody is reading through every single piece of paper, right? Like I'm like that. This person's a reader. Like they're gonna need closing documents well ahead of time. Like we need closing documents 72 hours ahead of time. Or like anytime there's a big change, they're gonna need significant amount of data before they're making that decision. Like yeah, absolutely. I think that helps them um, sell to the client. However, they need to be serviced. Yeah. 
Number six, say. Oh, it's me. Um, number six. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> I was so into your show and tell. I totally forgot I'm next. Okay. Number six. Um, I love this one. Use stories instead of just facts. Because facts tell, stories sell, right? Yes, it's helpful to have a success list of the number of homes that you've sold in an area or the number of boats you've sold in your lifetime. But more importantly is how that applies to the client, right? And so it's always a win when you can be like, I, you know, I was with a client that's downsizing, right? And they're downsizing to a fifth wheel. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, the Goldsteins have also been through this in the last couple of years. And I'm guessing if you're going through this, they ended up needing estate sale people and they needed help with movers and organizers to help them figure out what they were going to need in their fifth wheel. Is that something you're going to need? Because they went through that same experience, right? And they're like, nobody else has asked us about the after part. They've only told us about the sale. It's like, yeah, where are you going to go, right? Like, so if you can connect a story um, and, and a similar experience that somebody else has had, and if you don't have any clients yet, talk to other people that are in your same industry and ask them for stories because it doesn't have to be your story. Don't make, like, don't make it up and like lie, but like other people's experiences can also benefit yours. Um, I think stories help somebody connect their situation to what their motivation is and why they should work with you and how you can solve their problem. Love that. So good. Then number seven, uh, you want to just go over any roadblocks or objections that come up. Uh, I wouldn't ask the question, hey, do you have any, you know, roadblocks or objections? But often uh, people will ask questions that feel like roadblocks or objections. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure we did an episode and we'll put it in the show notes on objections versus uh, questions right? Mm-hmm. So requests for information. A lot of times what we think uh, is an objection to what we're saying is really just a, a request for information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, you want to use a framework for that. So a framework for handling that objection. And I would start with a framework that says something like that. Oh, so it sounds like this isn't the, the price that you were hoping for. Is that mm-hmm. right? Just make sure you're stating it. So aside from the price, is there anything else, you know, that would prevent us from working together? No. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about that. And you can use a framework like feel, felt, found. This is a really powerful framework that you can use kind of in any area of your life. Those of you that are parents, this is great for kids, you know, if you're Mm. working uh, with people on your team. It's just a really, it's like a, it's it's actually a a science-based um, you know, you know, sort of like human behavioral thing that you can use. So what that means is feel felt found is is the feel is you really empathize with the customer and show how you feel. So, okay, I I I I understand that you feel like the price isn't where you wanted. Okay, I completely understand that. That makes sense. You know, a lot of people are, yeah. And then you want to do the felt. Right. So, which is really uh, appealing to somebody else's experience and say how other people felt the same. So, okay, I understand how you feel. A lot of other people that I'm talking to are really disappointed that the market has really gone down and they're getting less money for their homes these days. That's tough. I understand that. And then, number three is you want to present what other people found. Right. So that is the found, the feel felt found. And the presentation is, is, oh, shoot. 
I really, I, I hear you. I, I feel what you're saying. Um, other people have been really feeling the same way. The market's going down. And what I've seen and what other people have done is, is they found that they actually have a lot of equity in their home compared to 2019, maybe when they bought the home or, or whatever, whatever your objection handler is there. And that feel felt found can work in almost any situation. I love it. I, awesome. I love that framework because it also ties into Say's point about telling stories, right? Because it yeah. is telling a story of what someone else found that had the same feeling. So it's like you're tying mm-hmm. in all of our, it's tying in a lot of our points. Um, and so I, I love that framework. It's one of my faves. And I never thought about using it for parenting. So yeah, I'm noting that. Yeah, I, I want you to sure. report back. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use that tonight. Oh, yeah, I, I understand how you feel. Yeah. Caitlin was just feeling the same way yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, what Caitlin and I talked about is, yeah. 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 Okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Then the last, uh, the last point is when you're on that appointment, when you're face-to-face with someone and you've gone through, you've listened, you've matched, you've gone through what's in it for them to work with you, you've really um, handled any roadblocks, you've showed and told, you've um, given stories, you don't want to do all of that and then not ask for the business. And so you've got step number eight is close, ask for the business, um, you know, ask for the commitment to work with you. That's why you're there. You never want to leave and then try to ask like by text message or phone when you're right there face to face, right? Yeah. You know, something as simple as I would just be honored to work with you. Can we get started today? Like it doesn't have to be a like, are you ready to commit to me for no. six months? You no. know? Let's get married. Is this, a mar- to, yeah. is this a marketing presentation that you would that you think would cause your home to sell? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's get started. Yes, yes mm-hmm. let's get started. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Zig Ziglar. Timid salespeople have skinny kids. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, so I love that. You've got, you've got to close. You've got to be the the young blonde uh, realtor st- going to the Banging on people's windows. <laughs> yes. Not being timid. Um, and so a- ask for the business. And the, just asking alone, your sales will yeah. increase. You're 90% yes. ahead of everybody else yeah. just by asking yes. for well, it. And, and I would say that if you if you only memorize one thing, if you only memorize one thing about a presentation, this is what you got to memorize, right? Yeah. This one transition between your presentation and the close. And I think a lot of people forget that. They forget yeah. that that is the one thing that, thing that they need to memorize. So, so if you true. don't do anything else, this is absolutely the most important thing. And you got to commit it to memory. Like what is, mm-hmm. what are the words that you're going to say that you feel really comfortable and confident with I love that, that. is going to cause them to, to work with you? I love so, that. Well, y'all, I get to be our closer today. And if we are looking at our sales funnel and what we learned, it's number one, have your pump up routine and have it be something that gives you energy and confidence, right? A good song. I'm just imagining, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I can't get this out of my head. I got to say it before it ends. Okay. So I'm literally imagining you at this house, okay, little Seychelles. I am. like 22 years old. You're tiny. Uh Uh In my mind, you're like doing like three backflips to get to the car. And then you're like, (laughs) and then you're like knocking on the door, on the window, like, hi, who are you? I was, I mean, it was hot. It was in the middle of summer and I was like running across the yard in my heels. The client's like waiting at the front door and I'm like, hold on. I like literally go sprinting across the yard. <laughs> knock, knock. 
I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you writing down that number? Um, yes. So I did. So have your pump up routine, match the client, right? Mirror and match what their motivation is. Learn the DISC assessment. If you haven't, it's an amazing tool. Um, listen, 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 and go three deep on your questions. Make sure your presentation has what's in it for them, right? This isn't a sell and tell. This is a consult and guide type of a presentation. Um, share stories because stories help overcome objections and they also help build rapport and connect. And baby, go for the clothes, right? Yeah, for it. That is how you do not have skinny children. So... <laughs> Let's keep focused on the sales funnel um, because next week, I'm super excited, we're going to continue moving through it in our sales as we go over from sales agreement to closing and putting money in the bank, baby. Della, della bills, y'all. So um, if you have found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. And Because this could um, be someone's pump-up routine. This could be your pump-up routine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we take could us pump with you, you up. We'll, we'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Jock Jams is your pump up song you just went to. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, and if you have a really good pump up playlist, we want to hear about it. And as a huge favor, because we don't get it if we don't ask for it, please give us a five star rating and review. It would mean Yay. so much to us because we love doing this. And Jerry at Kia is not sending me checks to sponsor him. <laughs> so the only way we grow is by you sharing us and uh, leaving us five-star reviews. So please do that. And uh, y'all go out there and live a big business and an even bigger life. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.